like to talk and read all things books and mystery. Funny stories. The characters of youth always tend to be a sleuth. The Hardy Boys will do. Don't forget Nancy Drew. It's a clue. Hi, fellow sleuths. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. Welcome to It's a Clue, a faux crime comedy podcast for Lido Deck shuffleboard players. I think it's Lido Deck. Is it? I, I didn't know. <laughs> I think it's Lido Deck. Would you like to explain to the class what a Lido Deck is? The Lido Deck, I believe, is traditionally the the like top floor of a cruise ship. It's like where like the outdoor pool and all of that would be. Oh, activities. Like the, the, par- the party deck. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Lido deck. Now we all know. We just learned something together. Kelly we already knew, but I didn't. Um, Kelly, you were so excited to talk to me about this book. You called me an hour early. <laughs> yeah. And Karen, I got to tell you, I would have put my stack, I would have put my hand on a stack of holy Bibles and sworn to the spaghetti monster in the sky that we definitely recorded this podcast at three o'clock my time. And I, I was wrong. I mean, I, we have always, for 25 episodes now, recorded at 4 p.m. on Sundays. And, but I, I was 100% convinced it was 3 o'clock. I just, I just take it as a huge compliment that you were so excited to talk to me. And you that loved this book it. so much that you're like, I gotta, we gotta do it now. It was like, have you ever had that, it, this just happened to me recently, like that brain malfunction where like, you suddenly can't remember numbers. Like, I, I yes. Like I, I have a uh, a keypad entry to get into my house. Oh god! And I mean, I walked up to it the other day. I mean, I've lived in this house for three years. It's been the same code. I walked up to it and was like, I have absolutely no idea what that code is. Dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. I would Very be, dangerous. I would be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I I have that with words. Like I saw the word promising today. Mm-hmm. And my brain immediately went, that's spelled wrong. And it wasn't, but it just looked very Interesting. wrong to me. And I'm like, am I, uh, am, am I, am I under mental duress? <laughs> Probably. Probably. But... Something's going wrong. Well, at any rate, up for our scintillating conversation this week is Nancy Drew and the mystery of the brass bound trunk. Woo. Uh, opening thought to ponder. Are you mm-hmm. ready? I'm ready. Do you think we read the same book this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would be a good one to ponder, at least very rapidly here at the beginning before we discover not again. But um, I don't, I mean, did you read the... Yes, uh, I... Let, let me let me ask you this. Where was their boat coming from? Holland. Okay, we read the same book. <laughs> I, I checked 14 times on the... <laughs> the the intro material the front matter of this book to make sure i was reading the <laughs> the 60s to 70s version i'm like this i i can't i can't again um okay nice. well, that's good okay real ponder thought oh that wasn't a real ponder thought that, that was, was a, a that was a facetious ponder thought that was a sidewinder um <laughs> how <laughs> bored were people on this cruise ship because at one point a woman tells nancy bess and george that the highlight of her whole time on this cruise is when they have a five-minute swimming race 
in the pool. And like, <laughs> I know, right? I will caveat this with, I have never been on a cruise, but is that normal? Like that, I was like, this lady is I, I mean, bored. It's, <laughs> it's certainly not normal for cruises nowadays. Um, but I, I, I was wondering this, I actually didn't even pick up on that, but you're totally right. I, I was like, this is a pretty, a pretty long cruise. Like yeah. they're at sea for like close to a week. It sounded like, and yeah, I mean, if if Nancy were not involved in constant sleuthing activities, I don't know what she would have been doing. I I agree. Like, there's only so much shuffleboard, shuffleboard and one can play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it it sounded like there was a lot of you know, like um, you know, small group activities. There was a swimming pool. There, you know, there's always food on a cruise. I don't, I think that has not changed since, you know, the first, the very first cruise that ever was. Um, I guess there was like a big dance that they had. There was a big dance. They had that costume party and stuff like That's that. That's true. But, Organized. But still. Activities. Yeah. I All mean, right. well, that, that is the nature of cruises. I see. Well, thank you for the context. A lot of I, organized activities. I was flying with low visibility on this one. So um, <laughs> with that being said, I would love to hear what you have been up to because I haven't gotten to talk to you this week. Well, Karen, yes. I <laughs> have done literally nothing worth reporting on this podcast. Like, <laughs> I I've don't believe nothing. that. <laughs> well, it's not that I've done nothing. It's just like nothing interesting. I mean, I worked... I took my pottery class. I think I got worse this week. Um, That'll happen. That'll happen. I, I was better last week than I was this week, uh, but that's okay. We all walked out friends. Um, <laughs> so glad there's not like violence in the pottery class. That's good to know. Yeah. I, I, I am like I really like the group of women who are in my class. They're very serious, though, very focused, which. As am I, so I guess I'm in the right class. But I was a little bit jealous because our teacher was telling us that there's another, there's our same class of like intro to to wheel throwing, throwing things on a wheel, how, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, You're a pro already. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I don't even know. I don't even know the words, right? I'm like, we have a vocab lesson one day. Uh, <laughs> we we make the things with the spinny thing. Um, there's there's another intro class that he has that's like on Wednesday nights, and he goes, yeah, they all they all went to uh, some place down the block for uh, margaritas before their class on Wednesday, and uh, he goes, and they were really surprised when they didn't do great, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I would not have thought that the Wednesday night class would have been the party class. Like I would have thought this my Saturday class would have been the party class. Yeah, but not at all. Um, so I'm a little bit jealous of the fraternizing outside of, you know, these incredibly stressful classes. They're not stressful, <laughs> but like focused classes. And number two, I'm like, why would anyone think that being drunk on margaritas would make you better at this? Like, I oh. am bad at this stone cold sober. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something in it where, like, I would relax more or something. But I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't think that's the case. There's a so tipping point like, yeah, for were, sure. They were really surprised. Uh, I yeah. so I can I'm, relate I'm to that. The, I'm in the serious pottery class, but <laughs> I mean, it's correctable. But, you could bring mimosas next Saturday and see how it goes. I could. I, we've been encouraged to do this. Like, it's not. This is a very low key studio, which I'm down for. Um, he's like, here's where you can put your wine. 
okay. All right. I like I like this guy. I like him already. Yeah, it's it's good times. But um, yeah, I mean, like other than that, I haven't really done anything. I've been watching a lot of reruns of Bachelor in Paradise, which I have to say, I'm I'm not proud of. I mean, I'm I welcome your judgment. I but... don't judge you at all. You know, I watch complete garbage. I I pay for the Lifetime movie app so that I can watch Lifetime movies. No judgment. <laughs> I'm I'm not judging that at all. Like you'll never get judgment from me on Lifetime movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I recently gave up my like. I had gotten an ex like the. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I I don't have like um, as much streaming anymore. I'm like trying to, you know, downsize the amount of streaming apps I pay for. I need to do and that. So what I'm left with is like. Well, I've got like four back seasons of Bachelor in Paradise that I've never seen. And so that's what I've started doing. But as a result of having less content to watch, I have been sewing more, which is good. But all of that to say. Yes. My week was boring. There was nothing to report. <laughs> but this book, I'm, I've started to go back down the rabbit hole. And I'm not going to like go into the details of this. But I kind of was this book, because of all the cruising on it and some of the things we're going to talk about that happen in it i started to think about like all of the nefarious activity that happens on cruise ships oh like, modern day cruise ships and so i found this number with a grain of salt but it this is from cruisejunkie.com which is a website run by i think he's canadian um a sociologist named Ross Klein, who reported that more than 300 people went overboard while on cruises between 1995 and 2019. What? So, like, 24, in a 24, not even 24-year period. In a, what is that? Yeah, 24 years. Um, 300 people overboard. Oh, my gosh. Which seems like, I mean, it seems like more than you would want. Uh, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there, there are a lot of, not a lot of, but I would say like probably three or four kind of true crime community cases that get talked about a lot, um, okay. are, happened on cruise ships. And I, like, I won't go into them cause that's not what we do here, but if you have not heard of the Amy Lynn Bradley case, you no. should totally look that up. I haven't. It's... It's crazy and freaky and very, very sad and scary. What um, happened? The the general gist, this was back in like the late 90s, I think, like 98, 99, something like that. Okay. And um, she was on a cruise with her family, with like her, her parents and maybe her brother, but definitely her parents. And she was, she was an adult. Um, and she like went out one night or stayed out one night on the ship um, you know, cause there's stuff that goes on all night long on these ships. And I have gone on a bunch of cruises. Like I've done them with some of my, some of my girlfriends and my friend Mark who edit, who does the sound editing for us on this. We've gone on a couple and I mean, there's just something going on 24 hours a day on them. And you know, at night they have live bands playing and stuff, you know, all night long. So she okay. had like, I guess, stayed out one night until pretty late or like kind of stayed out until morning, morning almost. And her dad woke up. I guess they were all staying in the same cabin together. 
or maybe they were adjoining cabins or something like that. Anyway, he woke up at like, I don't know, 5, 530 in the morning and saw her asleep. Okay, so she came and home. She she came home and then he fell back asleep. And when he woke up, like 30 minutes later, an hour later, she was gone. <gasps> and that's the last they've ever seen of her. Oh my God. Yeah. So, oh. Anyway, there's there's, you know, a ton of podcasts about it. There's been, you know tons of shows I don't, I don't know if it's dateline or 2020 but probably all of them there's i mean a ton of information about out about it but i mean it's just like it's scary and there's several stories like that from cruise ships so like then you know i i just started thinking about all of that because of nancy drew so good tie-in to the true crime that oh i will be googling mm. this yeah it's uh very interesting very scary so. i want to know like what the fan theories are about what happened to her like what do people There's, think happened um some people think she like fell overboard some people think she was killed by one of the she was like hanging out with i think a musician from the band that night <gasps> some people think she was murdered and you know i don't know thrown overboard potentially or like smuggled off in you know a piece of luggage or something um some people think she was like kidnapped off the boat and sex trafficked um i mean there's there's a bunch of theories like that but i mean basically i mean when you're when you're out in the middle of like the open ocean it's if you have never been on a cruise in the middle of the ocean it is number one impossible to understand just how big the ocean is yeah yeah (laughs) because you actually i think seeing it from a plane is one thing you realize but but when you're on a boat like you you do understand just how small you are in the middle of it yeah and and b or two or however i was enumerating things (laughs) um like just how fast those boats move oh because they're huge and they're you would look at them and think like you know, it, it's like, how fast can an elephant move? You know, you just, you see something that big and you don't think it can move very fast. These boats are moving. And... So, like, if you tumble over, like, by... It's over. It's over. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, Kelly, I got the chills. I got the goosebumps. Yeah. So, anyway, well, that's... Yeah. What have you been up to? Sorry to be a bummer. No, well, I'm going to bum you out, too, because I have a true crime update. I have decided to confess to our followers a weird fact about myself, because I think it's really funny, and if we lose followers for this, it's fine, but I, you know this about me, I just still, at the ripe old age of 36, love American Girl dolls. (laughs) Okay, well, I don't know why we would lose followers because of that. I mean, that's, like, an adorable fact about you. I just love them. I think they're so cute. I think they're so well made. I think their tiny items that they have are fascinating. I think that the company has just done a very phenomenal job of maintaining... The, the the momentum that they had back when we were children with these historical yes. girls. I just love them. I love them. And all of that to say <laughs> um the American Girl what, Company. Did you did you buy a new doll? I, I didn't, but they just released Halloween costumes for no. them. <laughs> They're really cute. And oh. I may have had it. A beverage or two and i was like you know what i'm just gonna get them <laughs> so what so tell, what did so what it's halloween costumes halloween costumes Plural? yeah 
And they have they had three options available, and then there was an mm-hmm. option you could click that was like just buy them all. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. I have more than one American Girl doll. They should each have a costume. They each need a unique and individual <laughs> costume. What are what are the varieties? Uh, so one costume. one will be a witch, like a very eighties witch, I would say. Perfect. Um, it's Love like it. very eighties colored. It has like fishnet involved and little fingerless Ugh. gloves. Dead. She's got yes. a broom. V cute. Um, one is like a cat onesie with a little hood oh, with well, cat ears. This seems very on brand for you. And it has like little sneakers and it's very cute. And then the third oh. one is like a pink sparkly fairy costume with a unicorn headband. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Okay. If you were going to wear one of those costumes, which one would you pick? I would pick the witch. Interesting. Specifically the 80s themed witch. The 80s witch, just because I love... It's kind of gothy. Like, it's got a lot of fishnet. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, pretty... It's, like, kind of punk Which one would you pick? I don't know, girl. Maybe the I cat. I feel like you'd be the cat. Because you would... Like, we could draw little whiskers on you. I could I could do a cat. Yeah. And, you, and we could take, like, I, family I wanna, photos I would want to be a witch, but, like, not... I would want to be, like a like, a witch. Like a scary witch. Yeah, like not not like a I I I don't know I don't know I I could probably do the cat I think I I I would not be down for the unicorn fairy I I would also not be the unicorn fairy It is very cute for others but I would not choose it for myself <laughs> Fair We'll let Garrett be the unicorn fairy And I will say like I think partially why I still love these dolls is that like it is very hard as you get older to find anything that still sparks that childlike sense of wonder in you where you're just like yeah like tickled pink as they say and i don't know like these dolls for some reason i'm just like oh my god like i feel like i'm nine again and i have never refreshed the fedex tracking (laughs) app so much in my life i'm like when's it gonna get here and they haven't like i'm gonna be waiting for the fedex man like a child um that's amazing to feel that way about something and like yeah everything else i'm like an old fuddy-duddy about but then i'm like i got a fairy costume for my american girl (laughs) dress up my doll (laughs) oh i love that no i i totally get that i yeah i kind of got that way about my doll houses last year like and i'm not a doll person but like i don't know I get. I, it. Like, I love toys, your joy. Toys are still fun. Your joy of the dollhouse was so charming to behold, and I, I think it's a similar. There's an overlap. It's something about miniatures. Miniature. Yeah, mm-hmm. like tiny versions of things that actually like work is so Amazing. fascinating to me. And I'm like, even like boots. Like these dolls have combat boots that have like actual eyelets and like actual so cool. treads on the soles. And I'm like. Wow, it's so cool that you can make these little. I don't know. I I love it. <laughs> I I totally get that. Like I totally get that. The so. like maker, the maker in us loves tiny things. Okay, mystery of the brass bound trunk is what we are yeah. actually here to discuss today. That yeah. that is correct. So I won't go. I'm, we're not going to talk about this too much. But like, just like with all of these books, there is a seventy six version and a like thirties forties version. Unlike all of them, again, this is one of the, like, dramatic rewrites. Oh, so, okay. I'm super glad you didn't read the old version. You would have read an entirely different book. So, um... <laughs> like last week. <laughs> like last week. This is number 17 in the book, in the series. Major plot rewrite. Um, Mildred Ward Benson did write the original one. She's, she's still in the game. We're still in Mildred territory, but... 
obviously not the rewrite. So the rewrite is very different. The original one didn't read it from what I gleaned from my surface cursory inter internet <laughs> research is um, it this is you know it's also on a cruise ship but they're I think they're going to South America and they're like they join up with a girls like boarding school trip oh that's South fun America. yeah um, there's apparently multiple little mysteries she has to solve going on um, one of the the mothers the mother of one of the girls school girls on the trip doesn't like Nancy and doesn't want her to be there for some reason don't know why but that's a mystery that has to get solved um, Carson wants her to investigate something about a trunk manufacturing company so that's happening um, I guess that is the brass bound trunk in question mm. and there's also some very like mm, patriarchy based matchmaking situation that she is asked to handle oh um, and and again I don't know how any of this resolves itself but um, there there is a daughter I think she's the daughter of the owner or I don't know some executive with this trunk company who's on this oh, trip the trunk she, magnate Nancy, the trunk magnate's daughter exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Nancy is supposed to convince her to marry some some guy what? some rich rich guy yeah and um so i don't know how all of that unfolds but Weird. again not the book we read so. <laughs> no not at all that being said there are there are somewhat mixed reviews of the book we did read and we will get into that with our own untainted opinions um but what i find interesting is that the reason that some people love this this book the reasons are the exact reasons that other people hate it so it's, <laughs> it's awesome it's like a couple of inciting incidents it's like that's where the the drawn line gets placed that's where so, it goes sideways okay all right yeah. But you are up now, sis. Um, I believe it was your turn to pick a one-sentence plot submission. It was, and I did, and I loved it. We had many good ones, as always. Um, I yes. chose this week. People are showing up. They are, and I just, I, it's my favorite thing. I laugh so hard. I picked the submission by at covers to, cover to covers, who has been a, a contender and I believe a winner before. And I chose their submission because I really appreciated the creative use of punctuation to make this actually be one sentence, which is... All right, all right. I, a, semicolons, let's have it. Semicolons and colons, a, a, a device that I have employed when I have tried to do this. And it's also very funny. All right. <clears throat> News of her elderly neighbor's demise was only brightened when Nancy heard she inherited the woman's prized jewelry collection. However, upon opening the box... Nancy found her worst nightmare, costume jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that all of our worst nightmares? And, like, so apt if you look at the cover of this book. <laughs> it, it is extremely apt. Not, so, well not jewelry one would be delighted to find. So, yes, good job, cover to covers. I mean, Thank you for your uh, submission. Certainly, <laughs> if, if you found out it was real, you'd be like, Oh, fantastic. sweet, yeah. Yeah. This, uh, the sapphire is as big as my face, but... The heart of the ocean. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, Karen. Oh I knew gosh. it. I could sense it. The heart of the ocean. The old lady dropped it into the ocean. Um, I'm, just, okay. I'm just waiting for the day when I find out that I'm the current age of what that actress was. 
playing that role <laughs> of like you know old rose rose, rose dawson yeah, yeah. And and it's going to be in like five years. Oh, we're going to be like, oh yeah. Did did you not stop. know that old Rose was the actress playing that role? She, she was, was only forty two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, cool. I I saw something the other day on I guess it was on TikTok, but and I'm literally just repeating what this guy said on it. So sorry for not crediting appropriately, but apparently, the youth are referring to the 1980s and the 1990s as the late 1900s. <gasps> oh, oh, that I, was I mean, just that a... If that doesn't make your stomach turn over... That was a dagger in my heart. Yeah. And <laughs> that's why late... I feel like Old Rose. Oh, yeah. I, I basically, when you said that, was like, oh, I should put my bonnet and my apron on. <laughs> Thank you. The late 1900s. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, oh, it just, it already sounds like history i haven't i haven't had enough whiskey to process that i gotta need yeah. another drink that's i've got feels about that that's rough Ugh. and drink and okay. okay so without further ado let's do a super fast plot um let's do it and this this super fast plot is brought to you by kelly biscuit Pink, and she wrote it and she's gonna read it and it's gonna be great thank you for the support here we go Nancy, George, and Bess are taking a cruise ship home from some never-discussed or explained trip to Holland. During the ship's departure, Nancy sees someone on the dock using sign language to communicate with someone on the ship. Using her knowledge of American Sign Language, Nancy understands that the signer is telling someone on the ship to beware of Nancy Drew. She then almost falls overboard because drama, but Bess saves her. The girls get to their cabin and have been assigned a random roommate. Nelda Detweiler, who is related to the ship's captain. Nelda is leaving her home in South Africa to escape looming suspicions after she was falsely accused of stealing diamonds from a jewelry shop. When their luggage gets delivered, a brass-bound trunk with the initials ND on it is delivered to the room. But this trunk doesn't belong to either Nancy or Nelda. As the gals investigate the mysterious trunk with the help of the captain, Lou the locksmith, and attractive 30-something assistant purser Rod Havelock, they discover the trunk to be filled with men's clothes, wigs, and fake facial hair, aka disguises. Hidden in the lining and a fake trunk bottom are also priceless stolen jewels, along with secret government documents stolen from the South African government. Through a series of sleuthing expeditions, Nancy and co. figure out that the jewel smuggler is Otis August and an unnamed sidekick. The two men are passengers on the ship and use sign language to communicate whenever discussing their nefarious plots in public, crowded spaces. In the course of investigating, Nancy and her friends encounter lots of danger, including one standout incident where Nancy and Nelda are thrown overboard in the middle of the ocean. With the help of the FBI, Nancy helps capture the criminals upon their arrival in New York. The captain hands over the stolen documents and jewels, including those that Nelda was accused of stealing, thus clearing her name. Nelda says, see ya and thanks, and Nancy, George, and Bess get picked up by their boyfriends in Ned's new family station wagon. The end. Oh, beautiful. So concise. Thank you. Perfectly described. You said looming, On a boat. You said looming incident, and I was like, oh, I missed the weaving in this book. <laughs> a looming incident? <laughs> oh, I have a one-track mind. Uh, okay. That's amazing. So before Sorry, we... I have a very squeaky desk chair. I didn't even hear it. And I can't sit still. 
steal. I can't sit still. You can't, can't sit still. So southern. I didn't even hear it, but I hope I can hear it on the recording. I'm sure Squeaky. you will be able to. Squeak, so great. But before we just really over discuss this book, as always, <laughs> um, as we do, let's talk about our general thoughts and musings. And Kelly, I would love to hear yours first. Oh. Putting me in the hot seat. Yeah, the, the hot, hot seat, squeaky, baby. Squeaky seat. The squeaky okay. seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first in the squeaky seat. Um, generally, I really enjoyed this book. This, I, I kind of couldn't put it down. I like I, I was actually interested in what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I cannot say to always be the case with these books. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> I loved the cruise ship setting. It was so nice to be. Okay. I think part of the reason I like this cruise ship is for the same reason that the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends are the most popular ones. <laughs> I relate okay. everything back to Friends. Explain, explain, explain to me. The Thanksgiving episodes of Friends are, I, I want to say always, but I'll say typically because it's not 100% accurate. But typically, they are just the main cast or, you know, maybe one or two guest stars, but it's the entire main cast in the apartments. Oh. So they're not going out to, like, external locations. They're not, you know, with 45 other ensemble cast members or whatever. Like, it's it's almost like a unit play where it's one cast on one set the whole time. Okay. And because of that, it's all about their interactions. So I think I like this book for the same reason, because you have our, you have a definitive number of characters from the beginning. Whoever mm-hmm. got on the boat is who's in the book. And they're trapped. So, yeah. you know, it, there's... It, there's not going to be anything, you know, everything that happens has to be contained within that ship and within those set of characters. And I don't know. I don't know why I liked it because of that, but it it just felt a little bit more realistic. Like I could picture everything happening. Uh, I mean, except for one specific moment, which we'll talk about in a minute. I but... know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, it was like, nope, I totally get it. The characters they're encountering, this all makes sense. This all could have happened. Yeah. It, yeah. They're not driving 40 different places. Ugh. We're not meeting 80 different random people that don't matter to anything. Um, so, yeah. I also really liked having some different boys to flirt with. Oh, yes. Friggin' Ned, who yes. I'm so bored with. Yes. Um, so it was nice having just like different guys and, and also some different girls, you know, like that weren't all, you know, we had Nelda who's like kind of fitting that standard prototype of like, you know, the kind of damsel in distress that Nancy needs to help. Um, but then there's also just random teenage girls on this boat that they hang out with, yeah. which is enjoyable so yeah anyway i talked for too long uh no what you did didn't you think that was so smart that was a very smart analysis of this book oh, thank you um, i was delighted to read this this week it was perfect timing because i just watched the movie uncut gems i haven't seen that what's that about um gem theft basically oh so okay heavy overlap like where I- can i watch that I believe that I watched it. I think it's on the flicks. I think it's on Netflix right now. It is starring Adam Sandler in a serious role, and it is incredibly anxiety-inducing, but it's very 
uh, mining and gem theft and oh, it's it's fantastic. But like, woof! I needed a nap after I watched it. It's a lot. Um, anyway, heavy overlap, so perfect content. Kelly, I loved this book. I did you I, really? I'm not exaggerating. Like, I thought it was genuinely so enjoyable. I also I thought it was so like, thrilled to hear that. I also thought it was kind of just like adorable. Like there was yeah. a lot of fun and like jokes and giggling and yes. friendliness. And yes. I, I just, I it charmed my socks off in a way that I have not been charmed <laughs> by a Nancy Drew book yet. Um, I was never confused. I Last week's book, to be fair, I did read the wrong book, but I was so <laughs> confused yeah. the whole time about last week's book was not great it was all over the place so i was yeah. never confused we weren't in River either Heights. version yeah like the worst so basically this book was fun it was so cute i thought the mystery was well done and i really liked it i'm so so happy to hear that <laughs> thank you i was i was happy to feel that way i'm like oh the respite Finally. i needed <laughs> yes well so i kind of, and you know this, but I'm stating it out loud for our listeners, because if you've been listening, you know that this is potentially going to deviate a little bit. So um, I kind of made a game time decision that we were going to switch up the format of the episode a little bit today. And okay. I'm not saying we'll like keep it this way forever, but um, I, I decided that we are going to, instead of doing so typically I talk about classic mystery elements and then you do real world River Heights. Correct. However, since we are not in River Heights. <gasps> True. And also I think I think we've maybe kind of played out classic mystery elements. Like I think we've been there, done that. We're repeating it a lot now. Um, I was like, let's maybe combine those two sections into just talking about our favorite parts. I'm so down. Perfect. And then, and then we'll keep, you know, um, it would have been awesome if, and Nancy's resume. Perfect. Sold. I'm in. Done. I'm in. Okay. So, uh, we just get to talk about our favorite parts. So, <sighs> so do you want to go first? Um, yes. And I think we've kind of already teased this or discussed it, mm -hmm. but just the cruise, the fact that yeah. they were on a cruise together was awesome. Yes. We were not in River Heights driving around spending a billion dollars on gas like yes it, we were on a more exotic journey than we have ever been before right. um it allowed I do us have, i do have one question okay what like why were they in holland no idea no idea so the couldn't couldn't this have, boat have been going to holland and that... the next book is in holland that would have been so much better that's what i wanted i but but they have clearly been in holland for some period of time the girls collectively yes and are now returning home and we don't know what they were doing other than no. like nancy's like i brought a bunch of souvenirs back yeah, so it's clearly some shocked. sort of like vacation but i find it hard to believe that nancy spent x number of days in holland and did not solve a mystery in holland so like i agree where's that i would have i just wanted a, something as small as to visit Bess's great aunt. You know, like something. Yeah. Why were yeah. they in Holland? We don't know. <sighs> Unanswered. Um, yeah, I agree with you, though. The cruise is so fun. And it just, it gave them all of these other activities that they could do all of a sudden that, yes. like, are just different, you know? I like mean, what? Like, what were your favorite activities that they did? 
Mm. I know what my favorite was. <laughs> I liked ping pong. Oh, oh, I think interesting. Ping pong was my favorite. What Say, was yours? Well, so my, my favorite was that they had there was a costume contest. Oh yes, on the yes, boat. Yes, yes. Which George unexpectedly yeah. is so excited about, and George yes. has like prepared in advance. She she dresses up as an old woman like wearing a long flannel yeah. nightgown with a the little ruffly nightgown cap but then she has made a bunch of like little rats that she pins she's she's she even has an old lady wig she of has like a gray wig. hair in a braid she pins rats all over and she's got like a old fashioned candle that she walks around yeah. with and she wins <laughs> and she, she wins she does it yeah she she was shockingly into it I've and never seen I, her I participate it. in fun so well. <laughs> I agree. She's not... I, is it because there was a competitive element to it? Almost definitely. Good call. Yes. I mean, I don't know that that's true, but, like, she... I agree with you. We're not used to seeing George, like, be a joiner. No, she's not here to make friends. <laughs> no, George is not here to make friends. Um, but yeah, she was like super duper into it. And then she wins. I love that um, at one point, somebody's taking pictures. Like Nancy or Bess, one of them has a camera and they're like taking pictures. And George is like, <laughs> as long as you don't show whichever one of the guys back home she's dating, Bert, I guess. Bert, I think, yeah. Uh, she's like, this is not how I want my boyfriend to see me. And I'm like, oh! <gasps> This is the first time any of them has referred to one of those guys as their boyfriend. As their boyfriend. I know. That that caught me off guard as well. I was like, yeah. oh, she just uh, DTR'd. She did just DTR. Defined the relationship. I don't know if Bert knows. She defined the relationship, though. They're Listen, a fish. The, the, the guys are into it, let's be honest. The guys the love them. The girls who are like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> we, have, we have a cruise coming up. Let's just like, oh, okay, well, We'll see segue. who's on the boat. Segway. Yeah. Someone was on the boat. Yes. Kelly. Two someones were on the boat. Someone was on the boat in a big way, though, and his name was Rod Havelock. Rod Havelock. Mm. I have started calling him Hottie McHavelock. <laughs> you should call him Hottie McArmalock. <laughs> yes. Would little, you like little to? Bobby teases him because they're walking arm in arm. Theoretically, they're walking arm in arm. Um, so that he can protect her as they transport something valuable to the captain's safe. But let's be honest, he just wanted to, like... Hold Nancy's hand. And some annoying little boy, because his parents didn't realize this was an adults-only cruise, I suppose, um, <laughs> have this, you know, annoying little kid there who, like, runs up and starts calling him, like, Rod Armalock. Yeah. Which sends, you know, Nancy and Rod both into, you know, full on, like full body blushes. And I'm like, yes. oh, is that, is that what gets you all worked up? What I found interesting, Karen, is yes. that Rod is in his 30s. Is he? And I missed that. Yes. Rod is in his 30s. And <gasps> older um, so man. He's at least like, I don't know, at least 12 years older than Nancy is. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm, 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 an mm-hmm, older man, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Nancy likes an older man. He was a delight too, and like he had like little mm-hmm. inside jokes with her, and he would also like whisper things to her, and mm-hmm. he gives her a lot of clout. Like Nancy, you are so strong, and you are so you smart. are so good at this. You're the smartest sleuth I've ever met. Did you find it? I was like, oh, well, we've officially crossed into 
a 1970s editor here who is allowing Rod to go on 2.30 in the morning sleuthing expeditions with Nancy. Yes. And to come into their bedroom. Yes. I, that, uh, he's like, I'll meet you in your bedroom at 2.30 and we can Mm -hmm. go do this. I was like, (gasps) scandal. Are we allowed to do that? And we are. Because... I mean, Karen, it was just like back in Night Night Pudding that Nancy wasn't even allowed to like show an upper calf. Her knee. Yes. Agreed. So we've, we have come a long way. Um, I yeah. loved Rod. There, were, you, you did mention that there's a second someone though. Would you like to discuss him? Uh, I don't even, was his name Al? Is that who we're talking about? Yes. His name was there, Al. So there was this group of college boys. Yeah, there uh, were. Four of them because there was exactly one more than there were of our damsels and al and what did they call the little chunky one tubby yeah so mean i just kept waiting for somebody to try to put him and best together and that's when i was gonna get mad like throw um, the book across the room mm-hmm. um but yeah so there's this group of four college guys they like clearly like these girls and this is gonna lead me to one of my favorite parts of the book which is scary but like so there are four guys, and then technically there are four of our girls, too, right? Because now we've got Nelda. Oh, yes. Who's the random roommate, which we... Tea for time. We'll come back to the boys. Can we talk for one second about how Nelda shows up in their cabin? Yes, this is so weird. And I actually had several logistical questions about this. So Nancy, George, and Bess have booked a room on this cruise ship. Yeah. Nelda, they're like paying customers. Yeah. Nelda is like the niece of the captain of this boat. I think niece. Yeah. They need to get Nelda out of Holland in a hot minute. And they're like, just come on this boat. We'll find a place for you. And they're like, oh, there's an extra bed in this room that these three girls have booked. You can just stay in their room, which is not a thing. But then we also learn Yes. That the room next to them is unoccupied is because the people didn't show up for the cruise. Yeah. I, th- this did not make sense to me. <laughs> we have some continuity issues. Also, I'm like, can you imagine just walking into your essentially hotel room and there'd be a rando in there who goes, oh yeah, I'm staying with you. Hope that's okay. And you just go like, okay, all right, you seem nice enough. No problem. Not, not, I'm like, not a problem. Nancy, and also you're, you're for get murdered for like many days on a isolated cruise ship in the ocean. Like you just got yes. a stranger danger sleeping beside. No, no, no. Uh, potential jewel thief. Uh, also, again, having since you have not been on a cruise, I will tell you that everything you have ever heard about cruise ship cabins being tiny is accurate. Like. <laughs> They are so small. It's basically the size of your bed and enough room to walk around it. Like, it, it's they're tiny, uh, tiny, tiny. So, like, this is a lot of stranger in your space. I I don't want strangers in my space ever. And the, no. I, I, I would lose my mind. But Nancy doesn't... I don't want people I know in my space. Nancy does a classic Nancy, though, in response to this. What does she do? She says, oh, she's really pretty and she seems really nice. That's right. I can't, I just, there's no way on God's green earth that this young woman could be up to something. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure she's, she's fine. She just, she went with her gut and she's like, she seems pretty and nice, so I'll be fine. And I was like, you're going to get killed. This is how you're going to die, Nancy. But 
this is like trusting beautiful people is like don't do that don't do it like have you ever heard of ted bundy (laughs) right play nancy this would have been close to your era oh true very good point yeah nancy do not go to the pacific northwest you will not make it very long no, she'd be hopping in a car like, oh, I mm-hmm. did need a ride. Thank you so much, handsome you know college he's so student. so handsome. He couldn't possibly. Oh, but his leg was in a cast. He couldn't possibly be bad. No. no. Oh, only good people break their legs. I worry for her. Um, Ugh, so worried for her. Can we talk about the meteor- meteorological no, no. incident yet? No, we need to pause because we, we, we were talking about Al and company. Oh, you're right. I'm just, I'm yeah. so excited for what's coming. We're saving the best for last. Okay, so, okay, okay. But going back to Al. So Al, Tubby, and two other dudes who are unimportant. They all start flirting with, you know, our four ladies. And they, like, dance with them a little bit. Like, you know, Nancy's, there's a dance one night and she's getting, like, you know, asked to dance by Al. And then uh, Rod, the 30-year-old employee of the ship. But... Uh, <laughs> Made him sound so glamorous. <laughs> I mean, I think he was pretty cute. I, she was totally into him. But oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, anyway, toward toward the end of the book, they're zeroing in on their culprits here. She's pretty much figured it out. She's tightening the net, as Beth she's says. Tightening the net. That's right. Now she's just looking for evidence. Right? She knows who's it is. Who it is? She's just looking for proof. So, at dinner one night. The, the four of our ladies go sit down to dinner and there is a handwritten invitation for each of them asking them on a date after dinner. On the Lido so, deck. The Lido deck? The Lido, Lido deck. deck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but their, but their invitations are all spaced out by 10 minutes. Yes. Which, danger. Like, danger Will Robinson. So Nancy is asked to like, Hey, this is Al. I want to go on a date with you. Meet me on the Lido deck at nine o'clock. And then Nelda says, Hey, this is guy number two. Meet me on the Lido deck at nine ten. And Bess's is for nine twenty, and George's for nine thirty. And so Nancy and Nelda are like, I'm sure it's fine, but like, eh, just to we'll be go, safe, we'll go together just yeah. to be safe. Uh, and so they go up to the Lido deck, and they see two. Guys in fishermen outfits. Outfits probably isn't the right word to use. With pantyhose on their face. Right. With full on stockings over their heads. And they're like, ha 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 ha. Our dates are so cute. That's super funny. Right. And then the dudes run over, pick them up, and throw them overboard. They almost die. Yes. They throw them into the middle of the ocean in the dark of night. Ugh. Um... So refer to everything I was saying earlier about not wanting to get thrown overboard in the ocean. So it's only by the grace of God that like Bess and George have kind of figured out that something's up and they run upstairs and hear Nancy and Nelda, her name's Nelda, I think, screaming as they go over and grab an emergency phone and the ship stops and they send out help for them all within, you know, 45 impossible seconds um and save them but it was like that was that That was was a tense little moment in the woods close call a very close call like do you remember in titanic how stringently jack warren's rose not to jump off the boat he's like it's gonna be bad 
It's yeah, a long fall. That. It's going to be cold. You're going to hit the yeah. propeller on the way. I, I've watched Titanic too many times. However, <sighs> it's a miracle they survived the fall. Yes. And were able to paddle long enough in the waves and keep their head above water to be rescued. Well, Karen, as, as you recall, one of the ways they survive is that they're both excellent divers. Divers, And yes. so as they are falling... They are able to, the book says, they are able to twist their bodies in the air and dive perfectly into the waves. They they do do that. And yeah, you'll, you'll get that with Nancy. Bless <laughs> is correct. Okay. So, yes, let's talk Can about we? the meteorological incident. So, this is the best part of the book. And yes. I'm guessing. And, and this, 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 is, this is the line in the sand. I knew it. I knew it. I was like, this is probably what made people either love or hate this book (laughs) yes so i think it's pretty early on in the book they're chilling on this cruise ship everybody's drinking cocktails wearing their tommy bahama shirts listening (laughs) to little jimmy buffett music it's all good on the the lido deck (laughs) and all of a sudden they see this like flaming arc coming from the sky towards the boat (laughs) at which point everyone Somehow, I, I would be like, I, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know what to assign to, to that as a meaning. And they're like, it's a meteor headed straight for the boat. Right. Well, when they said that, they were like, it's a meteor. And I was like, what is it? Right. What is same. it really? I was like, there's not. But apparently it is, in fact, a meteor that comes just like flaming out of the sky, hurtling at a million miles an hour toward their boat. People are screaming. Children are, people are hiding under things. Yeah. Like, and then, Kelly, it doesn't hit the boat. Thank God. Because this seems right. like the meteor that, like, killed the dinosaurs. It's huge. <laughs> it goes off the edge of the boat. It goes, like, beside it and creates a tidal wave, the likes of which a cruise ship has never before seen. Like, a tidal wave comes up. People are, like, being swept around. The yeah. deck chairs are flying. So many yeah. people are injured that, like, the infirmary is popping off. They're having to get, oh, it's intense. Yeah. Nancy and George have to, like, you know, uh, carry some old lady down to the infirmary. Yes, they carry an old lady. It's, it's an all-hands-on-deck, no pun intended situation. Literally, yes. People are, like, being trapped under uh, deck chairs. Yeah. like, okay, those deck chairs in 1976 must have weighed 80 pounds, but, like, they currently weigh four so yes if that flip it off you know just flip it off You'll they were they were frozen in terror beneath the deck chair situation i mean i i certainly haven't encountered anything like this in my days have you thank god <laughs> thank god i mean i you know duck and cover i think is what they taught us in school what else they can were, you do they were, they were still teaching you know cold war lessons to to me when i went through Catholic school. <laughs> when you see the atomic flash, duck and cover. Yes, that's literally exactly what I'm talking about. Did the you song. get that too? No, I just know it because you taught it to me. Oh, yeah. Duck and cover. If you see the atomic light flash, that's duck. what they taught yep. us. So just, just get under your desk. Same thing you would do for any other natural disaster that happens. Earthquake, just, tornado, just climb under your desk. And pray. I, I, yeah. So is what... What people don't like the meteor? Why would you not like that? Because I thought it was a great Nancy Drew I thought moment. It was amazing. Um, the the comments that I was seeing were like, it's so completely unbelievable and also unnecessary. And I'm like, so is everything yeah. else in these books. That's correct. Like, why is Nancy on a ship from Holland? 
with with a random roommate who's accused of being a jewel thief, but also the niece of the captain. I mean, like, of course there's a meteor. Yes. What else would it have been? I I loved the I mean, meteor. The, the only thing that would have been better is, like, if the meteor had hit the ship and that Nancy would have been on a life raft and solved a mystery on that. Titanic you know? style. I mean, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Loved, like, I loved it. Uh, chapter two. Nancy's now on a life raft. They're struggling to, like, you know. But what we would in that book, we would find out that Nancy understands everything about being um, at sea, on the open sea. and Survival, how survive. She yeah. She knows how to, like, you know, filter all the salt out of the water. She yep. knows how to, like, you know, spear a, a shark fish. on the nose. <laughs> yeah. You, know. you would have loved that, though, too, because that would have even more reduced the physical space she inhabits and the cast of characters. And the people. <laughs> exactly. I, I do like a closed room mystery. And you do. And I think that's what I'm getting at. Yes. You do love that. I know that about yes. you. And I have come to love it as well through you. So thank you for the gift. The, the Sherlock Holmes <laughs> that I love the best is it's the Speckled Band. The clue of the speckled band or the mystery of the speckled band. I'm not sure. And I'm not going to tell you what happens. But if you want to go read a, you know, 15-page Sherlock Holmes mystery. I do. That that is my favorite. That would be a good jumping off point. And Karen, it will surprise you that that's my favorite. That's your homework for this week. I'm guessing there must be a snake involved because you said that. Well, damn, Karen. Did I nail it? You just ruined it. You just ruined it. Have you really never read it? No, I have. That? I have no idea what it you, is. You jumped to that solely because of ex- said, exactly. You'll be surprised that I like it, and I was like, "Well, there must be a snake." <laughs> Two sisters. I kind of. I know some things about you. I've known you for a long time. <laughs> we have known each other a long time. Okay, this is my last thing, and then we'll move on. But I have to bring this up. Okay, there are. Because my favorite part is always finding mistakes, okay? There are two continuity issues in this book that we would be remiss to not... Remiss to discuss? Remiss not to discuss? Remiss to overlook... I don't know, man. I I also don't know what you're going to say, so I think I missed it. (laughs) Okay, the first one is the minor one. and And it's on page 62 of my book. George has been knocked unconscious by a piece of luggage falling on her. Mm, yes. Nancy cannot wait, awaken her. Um, she thinks she might be dead, which causes Nancy to faint. And so they both wind up in the infirmary. George is okay, but they want to keep her in the infirmary for 24 hours for observation. She won't be home that night. Yeah. The next chapter, page 62. George is part of the conversation. <gasps> and then in the next paragraph nothing's changed they're still talking the gals are in their room talking amongst themselves and they're talking about how george is the infirmary wait what yeah it's just it's a total mistake it should the the line should have been assigned to like nelda or best but like <gasps> instead they assigned it to george and she's not in the room interesting i completely yep. missed that i was like what's that i thought she was in the infirmary but no Good catch. So page 62 if you want to if you want to check it out but here's here's the bigger and better one and I would love, if anybody knows anything about this, I would love to know this. So because you read a different book last week, I will remind you that at the very end of last week's book, which was The Tapping Heels, in the in the newer edition, Nancy 
tap dances out a, mo- a Morse-coded message in her show to the yes. audience saying, if anybody out there has a mystery for me to solve, I would love to know what it is. I want yep. to help solve it. And a young soldier stands up and says, I have a mystery for you to solve. It's the mystery of the brass-bound trunk. Yes. What happened to him? Well, so obviously that's not how this happened. She was not set upon this mystery. This mystery found her because it one, did. it got delivered incorrectly to her room. So that is a major continuity error. <gasps> and also this, disappointing. This very disappointing. Because yeah. I wanted to know who that fellow was. Yes. And why uh, that... Oh, this, this book should have started with like either a client consult because this was kind of Nancy's first real client that said, "I Nancy Drew, I have a mystery for I'm you." I'm enlisting so your like, help. Right? That's correct. No pun intended, since he's a soldier. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did you do that on purpose or no? I did. Thank you for thank you for that picking was up on it. Thank you. That was good. I'm you quick. <laughs> yeah, you're quick like cat. Uh, so yeah, it should have started that way. Or I mean, there's a million ways it could have been solved, but like. It should have been her intentionally trying to solve this mystery of the brass-bound trunk because she knew about it beforehand. Uh, very problematic. What a loss. I oh, mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. As I did not read that book, I had forgotten that that occurred mm-hmm. in your book last week. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it until about halfway through and I went, wait a second. What's happening? Huh. What happened to huh. that guy? He's gone. Um, do you have any more favorite parts to discuss? Um, I, I'm just going to briefly say this. I actually loved the character of little Bobby, but I have many open questions about him that I will bring up later in this podcast. So I'm going to put a pin in little Bobby. (laughs) Ew. But understood. Yeah. Um, A metaphorical, but hopefully very sharp pointy pin because I did not care for little Bobby. Oh. He was a hellion. He was a hellion. Um, okay. Karen. Yes. So, are we ready to move on past the favorite things? I'm ready. My favorite things, your favorite things. A few of our favorite things. Yeah, I'm ready. This this episode is going to be very long and I don't even care. I mean, it is what it is, right? It's fine. It's, listen, we, we We, don't get a. We don't have like a TV slot. No, and we also don't get a meteor crash every week, so. That's true. We got to give it the the amount of time it deserves. (laughs) I agree. Okay, so, so. This is now my... St- I've got the hiccups. I'm just going to apologize right now. <laughs> also, when I was coming back down the stairs from refilling my drink, I about fell down my basement stairs. <gasps> Kelly, no! Oh, my God. I had a handful of cocktail and a handful of pita chip and nothing to hold on with. And <gasps> I didn't, but... I don't, whew, I don't was, like knowing that. It was a moment that. in the woods. Well, do we need to put, like, put a little mattress or a nest at the bottom of the stairs for future incidents so you have a soft landing? <laughs> probably not a terrible idea <laughs> i like to plan ahead <laughs> just like foam coat my like every walking path i have to ever take it's it's an idea okay so back to business karen focus focus um this is my standard it would have been awesome if <gasps> and i do have two recommendations or not even recommendations just it would have been cool i agree with you i love the book Take take these or leave these items. But okay, um, okay, it would have been awesome if Nelda had actually been a spy. 
Oh, the roommate crasher was... Yes. Yes. The roommate crasher. So when Nelda shows up, Nancy jumps to the conclusion immediately that Nelda might be a spy. Mm -hmm. That's like where she goes to first, which, I mean, that's zebras. But it would have been cool if it had been true. Yeah. So... Because it is a little bit sus that we have three paying cruisers who then get a random roommate and never hear from management or anything else. It's just oh. she shows up, they take a word for it. So And there's an empty room next to them the whole time. That's exactly right. So it would have been cool if Nelda had actually been not necessarily a spy, but I want to say an American FBI agent <gasps> who was undercover trying to investigate this jewel thief smuggling ring. Oh, Yes. And she gets put in Nancy's cabin so that she can blend in with these three young women. And everyone will just assume she's there on a girl's trip. But she's actually there trying to figure out who the smugglers are because they've been, like, say, bring millions of dollars worth of stolen jewelry from overseas into the States, you know, in the last year or two Mm -hmm. years or whatever. Mm -hmm. This makes so much sense. Yeah, so, like, she's a plant, right? She's there investigating. And she just happens to get paired up with Nancy Drew, and who helps her solve the mystery. And how this ends, in my mind, is that when she reveals herself at the end and flashes her badge after she's arrested Otis August, which would be kind of fun to watch Nancy get surprised by something. I would love that as well. Mm-hmm. She she is going to commend Nancy for her work and authorize her for a full week of freelance salary and yes. an open-ended invitation to train at Quantico because, like, hashtag women helping women. Like, Applause. that's how I want this book to end. Love this. I mm-hmm. love this. I love it. It would have been cool. Sold. Please write, please write it. Yes, that is an awesome twist. Here's my second option. Okay. You may choose. Option B. I love option A, so I option, oh, I'm, okay. I don't know. I may like option B even better, but we'll see. At the end of the book, we have a very Ocean's Eleven style twist. Okay. So at the end of the book, Nancy and Nelda come bounding down the gangplank or whatever the hell you call it. <laughs> Jet bridge. I don't, I can't I don't know what you call it off a boat. <laughs> the, the sky train. <laughs> uh, boat shore connector and (laughs) and they are confronted immediately by two fbi agents one of whom the the speaking one of the two identifies himself as mr carson which so annoying really really can we do we really only have like 18 names that we can choose from in nancy drewver which is also annoying because on the boat they find a clue about a person named dan and there's only one man named Dan or Daniel on the entire right. cruise ship. But we have two Carsons immediately. In pl- I'm like, come on. We have a weird relationship to names in this. this but, did but... we ever figure out who, what that Dan clue was about? No, we didn't. Annoying. We did um, not. I don't like a loose end. No, like, that... I want them all cleverly wrapped up. It was, it was a sprung warp thread, as we would say in the weaving community. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you do have a one-loom mind. I do. I do. Um, anyway, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So Mr. Carson is the FBI agent. But in my ending, in our, as I said, Ocean's Eleven style twist, Mr. Carson, the FBI agent, is actually a fake FBI agent. <gasps> so Otis, T- Otis, I want, keep wanting to say Otis Tool, who is a serial killer. Otis oh. August 
has figured out that Nancy Drew is on to him. And since he hasn't been able to, like, check his trunk since he got on the boat because it's missing, he's concerned that she may have some kind of capture scenario planned for him once they show up at the docks. Yep, yep. So he gets word to his, you know, Confederates in the United States, and they show up in disguise as FBI agents. Mm. Then the fake agents... (gasps) <gasps> quote unquote arrest Otis and his sidekick and take possession of the jewels and documents from the captain as evidence. Yep. And drive away. Yes. Just and so chuckling their then, way to the bank. That's exactly right. As Nancy climbs into, you know, Ned's friggin' wood paneled station wagon, thinking she's like solved another crime, we then see Otis August, you know, with jewels sliding through his fingers and <laughs> vowing revenge on nancy drew oh kelly why are you so good at this and so then he kind of then he could become like an arch nemesis yes like uh who's sherlock holmes's person moriarty, moriarty. yeah otis august yeah. versus nancy drew for yeah. life the next 37 books yeah oh that is good that so, is good i don't know which one do you want I think I'm going to choose B because it has more longevity for the series. I agree. But I do love option A where Nancy gets trained at Quantico. Me too. I think that should happen anyways. We can, we can make that happen in another book, but. Fantastic job as always. Thank you. You've dramatically improved the series week over week with your recommendations. Thank you. I gave, I gave it some real work this week though, because it was a good book in general. It's hard to take one that's kind of, you know, a steaming pile and like do a lot to improve it. But this one was 98% of the way there. I just wanted a little bit of a twist in the end. Well, I'm going to tell you what I've added to Nancy Drew's resume this week. Please do. Um, And I'll do it quickly because I know that recruiters like to move fast. We got to keep it to one page, but. um, (laughs) She's got a 19 page resume. Like, welcome, welcome to Nancy Drew's LinkedIn profile. It's going to take you a lot Mm -hmm. of scrolling. Um, Not really a resume thing, but she has reached global recognition now. That's right. She is known in Holland. They see her boarding the ship in Holland. They're like, that's Nancy Drew on that boat. So like. Her fame precedes her internationally now, which is that's that's right. It's sweet. it's gotta gotta be hard to be undercover sleuthing when everybody knows your name. <laughs> yes, and, and the cast of Cheers is just following you around. And you're also like the most beautiful woman in the world. You're basically Gal Gadot, so like everyone instantly <laughs> right. is like, "That's clearly Nancy Drew," because I've never seen someone with a supernatural level of beauty before. So um, that's right. Well, to... and like if if you found out that like Gal Gadot was was, was like it, she was a detective, but she'd been masquerading as an international celebrity, like you would go that adds up. But like Nancy is just like on her on her business card, she's like amateur sleuth, which <laughs> to me just means I do the work and don't get paid for it. Which Correct. we need to have some, you know conversations with nancy about recognizing her own value in the world i have a few some space but i have a few Brene brown books i would like nancy to read (laughs) thank you very much thank Um, you anyway i interrupted you no you didn't global recognition yes um next up the obvious she is a sign language knower not great (laughs) no she she's not a great 
uh, like she's not going around speaking fluently in sign language, but she knows enough to be dangerous to these people. Yeah. More on that to come in my open questions, however. Um, mm. Nancy Drew, expert swimmer, not new information, mm. but new in that um, she has a really expensive name brand, like, Nordic swimsuit called the Lochinvar Special. That's right. I totally forgot about which this. is called out. Uh, people are like, oh, she's wearing the Lochinvar Special. She must be a really good swimmer. Yes, but Karen, just for the sake of argument, you don't need. If you are Nancy Drew level good at swimming, you don't need the Lochinvar Special. You can swim in the ocean in a floor length ball. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Oh, that's that's from when. Yes, when she gets thrown overboard with Nelda, yeah. they're wearing floor length ball gowns, mm-hmm. and I, like that would drag me straight to the bottom of the seafloor instantly. Sure, and she's fine. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that would be a good lock and bar ad. <laughs> yeah, a lock and bar ad. It's just as good as a, as a as a floor length ball gown. Indeed. Even better. Even even better. You'll just better. cut through the waves. Is that is that a real name? Did you Google it? I Googled it and I could not. I, I tried multiple times. Like, Lockenvar is a company, uh-huh. but Lockenvar Special, in terms of a swimsuit reference, seems to be lost to the sands of time. I, probably if I had spent more than 15 minutes looking for it, I'm sure I could get, like, on the microfiche machine at the library and find something, but... <laughs> The Googles did not have those. I hope so because I love the idea of them. Um, the scrolly scroll. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, I'm going to save my favorite for last, but uh, ping pong is a thing mm-hmm. that Nancy does. You really liked the ping pong in this book. It I was did. kind of like Nancy... an afterthought for me, but you seem to really enjoy the ping pong. I liked the ping pong. I liked how good all of them were to the point <laughs> that they drew a crowd. Which, again, yes. maybe it's just an exceptionally boring cruise. But, like, they had they had spectators gather for, like, quite some time watching them play game after game of ping pong. And from what I could tell, they were all pretty good. Um, I You know, Nancy, ultimately, she's playing doubles with Bess. And uh, she they ultimately lose because Bess has a really bad backhand, apparently. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure Nancy would be olympic level ping pong if it weren't oh yeah us. oh so completely yeah um and then my last edition and i don't know the right vocabulary to use to say this succinctly on our nancy drew resume so i have categorized it as airspeed velocity expert slash physicist mm. do you all know right, right. Do, do you know what i'm referring to no there's a moment in this book where basically bad dudes have been wearing these ski mask type things over their faces. Little Bobby ends up with one of them. Nancy's like, weird, it must have blown to the deck. In order to know where the bad guys were standing for this mask to blow down here, I need to analyze the wind around this ship. So she gets a pile of napkins, climbs to the top of the ship, and starts throwing napkins off the top of the ship from different angles into the wind to see where she has to be standing for the napkin to land where this mask landed Mm -hmm. and like it seemed very unnecessary to me it was completely unnecessary but it like it worked i don't think she got valuable information from it but she figured it out (laughs) it did work and this is what i struggle with like 
I, I recognize that, you know, like if this were real life and you were investigating a real crime, that you are going to explore a lot of leads and clues and go down a lot of paths that ultimately lead to nothing. Yep. Comma. But. But. (laughs) (laughs) This is not real life. This is a 145-page young adult Nancy Drew book. And if you are going to spend a full chapter throwing, like, figuring out if the weather conditions and wind conditions are the same they were on the night of the crime, tracking down napkins, getting the ones that are you know, not reusable and have holes in them from the from the steward of the dining room and send all your friends off in different directions to throw them off the... Co- then you know what? When you find the spot that they threw that mask off, it better, better be, be able to look down and find something that helps actually solve this mystery. It needs to be... It needed to be relevant. Yes. And Just like Dan needs to be relevant. I don't yeah. like these... You know, it's too much work. It's like all this, you know, much ado about nothing. Oh, that's a Shakespeare reference, Karen. They, oh, th- thank you so much. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, <laughs> beautifully stated. Two open questions, actually three. Yes. One of okay. them is a joke. My real open question: the criminals are using sign language in this book to communicate. Yes, this is not new to them. They've obviously been doing this for a while. Why are they only they they've only dabbled so far into sign language that they know the alphabet. So it is taking them an excruciatingly long time to communicate to each other <laughs> because they are letter by letter spelling out complex sentences that frequently <laughs> contain the same words like diamond and necklace. So like That's right. why did they not learn the signs for things for like the word. diamond right. and necklace and they're just like no that's We'll just stand here signing to each other for 47 minutes because we have to spell out every word. Okay. That is a great question. Like, it seemed very inefficient. It's very inefficient. (laughs) And it's also very. um, Oh, I don't know the right word to use. Like, but. uh, I, I don't know the word to use. But, like, why are you so, I guess, arrogant? Like, why are you so arrogant to think that literally nobody around you will know even the smallest bit of American Sign Language? Well, like, like I I know enough that I was doing it as I was reading it. I know how to spell too. Nancy in yeah, the sign language I mean, alphabet. Right. I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm like, doing it right now. Everyone would know that. I so, mean, maybe not at that period of time, but like... I'm like, again, it's very Bond villain to me, where I'm like, if you want to discuss your international jewel thieving ring, like, why don't you just take your pina colada back to your cabin? You know, like, I agree. The only reason they were using it is so that they could talk about this stuff like out in the open. Yes. And which would make sense if they were talking about it out in the open at a critical time, like something's happening. There's no other option. That's right. But no, they're just like, let's go chill up on the Lido deck and we'll talk about our crime and our plans, but we're going to do it in sign language so nobody understands us. Like, please. please I, thank okay. You. Thank you for addressing that. I was like, this makes no sense to me. Um, okay. okay. Uh, quick question. On a scale of one to one billion, how lucky is Nelda that she randomly ended up rooming with Nancy oh Drew on God. this cruise ship? <laughs> One billion and two. She is like a wanted criminal for a crime she got yeah. framed for. 
in South Africa. Yeah, in what, Johannesburg, I think? Yeah, and by the end of this, mm-hmm. like, cruise, she's, a, she, her name cleared. has been cleared. Mm-hmm. Her life is no longer she's in She's got nature. three lifelong friends. I know! Uh, she yeah. can summer in River Heights now. Yeah, I mean, so she thinks. Um, Na- oh. Nancy's, Nancy's promised summers in River Heights to every single, you know, orphan woman and child she's encountered in the last 17 books and i don't think we've ever seen them again so hannah gruen is like please stop stop inviting people please stop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, stop it okay final open question you hated little bobby he's like causing pranks that are just irritating he's a little where were little bobby's parents on this ship no idea Okay. They were the same place that all children's parents on cruise ships are, <laughs> not with their children. <laughs> and which I don't even blame them. Like if I, like if I had kids, I would one thousand percent go on a cruise because it's like, again, you're in a closed door situation. Like just don't leave the boat. This, yep. Like best of luck. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. it was the seventies, but technically it was the forties, and like. It was a different Parent time. Child continuity was a different time. Yeah, we were they leaving were, our. You know, it was more of a street lamp generation. Leaving the front doors unlocked. Yeah. Come home. I don't after know your what little league like. game. I I don't either. I no. Um. All right. Well, those are my open questions. Thank you for having the same ones I they, did. They were great. <laughs> they were all good. They were all good. So, Karen, this week we are rating the mystery of the brass bound trunk out of a twelve possible life preservers, which. <laughs> In full disclosure, we're not in the book, but no. they should have been. Yeah. Had we, for want of a life preserver, Ugh. Nancy Drew was almost drowned. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> what say you? I'm going to give this a life preservers we're doing. Life preservers. Yeah. 12 out of 12 life preservers. Stop. Shut your beautiful mouth. Listen, what? hear me out. Hear me out. I thought this book was so cute. <laughs> Loved have it. you ever given 12 out of 12 anything? I think I have for a super sleuth, but not for a Nancy. Sweet, goodness gracious. It's happened. Pie. I loved this book. There were like all these little jokes and lots of giggling. Like just like it was fun. The mystery was pretty cool. Um, we ended the, the ending with little Bobby made me laugh out loud. Like it's just a <laughs> stupid, like cute ending. Um, also, we didn't discuss this, but the pictures in this book are fantastic. They're amazing, yes. Like, there's an illustration of George in her costume with the rats sewn on it. It is yes. so amazing. Like, I want a print of it on my... Maybe I'll get a tattoo of it. I don't know. It's the best. That would be awesome. Um, I just thought are this we, book... Are we getting Nancy Drew tattoos now? Is that I mean, we We kind of have to. Like, I'm, like, actually crying. I'm laughing so hard. I thought this book was... <laughs> Phenomenal! I loved the meteor I'm crash. I'm so happy. I loved it. Like it is my favorite. Twelve out of twelve. Uh, Karen, <laughs> I am I am legit thrilled to hear this. Um, okay, what's your rating? <laughs> I'm giving it ten out of twelve. That's that's a really good score. Okay, yes, it's it's a very high score, and 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 I loved it as well. Like I genuinely loved it. I <laughs> this was like actually kind of a page turner for me. I was not bored. Mm-hmm. Um, I love cruise life. Um, 
I love the genuine danger we were in. Like, yeah. we multiple times thought we had a dead person. Like, totally. At one point, we think Nelda is dead. At one point, we think George is dead. I definitely thought Nancy was dead when she got thrown off that ship. I knew yeah. she wasn't because I have book number 18 through 900 in my <laughs> living room. But, like, I-, I was nervous for a minute. Um, the meteor, which, as I said, is this line in the sand about the book, like, that gained all of the points for me. I loved the meteor. Um, mm-hmm. I just deducted two points for little Bobby because <laughs> I just didn't like that little kid. He was just such a little pain. He was, he was a pain. Like, I liked him in the book as a agent of chaos, but like, let's be real. <laughs> if I encountered little agent of chaos, if I encountered him in real life, I would have very different feelings about it. Yes. Well, like it made me, it made me miss little Tommy. I love little Tommy. Who just, you know, releases people's pets, which is my greatest fear in life. But it made me miss little Tommy. Like, little Tommy is chaotic good. Like, he is causing chaos, but he thinks he's doing the... Little Bobby is chaotic evil. That is right. And I know exactly who both of those littles are going to grow up to be. (laughs) Yes. Like, I can cast them in their characters right now. I know who they're going to be. And I don't like little Bobby as an adult either. (laughs) But he's still going to go by little Bobby. He's going to be 95 years old and still be like, my name's little Bobby. But it's going to be Lil, because it's, you know, the future. L-I-L apostrophe. Lil. Lil Lil Bobby. He'll be like, call me Lil Bob. I'm an adult now. (laughs) Lil B. Oh, Karen. So, okay, what are we reading next? Okay, so next week we are reading the next Nancy Drew book, The Mystery of the Moss-Covered Mansion. Yes. I'm going to overshadow it by saying, and then the week after that is the next Super Sleuth, which I'm so excited for. It is book number two of this whole Hawthorne situation. It's the Hawthorne Legacy, book two of the Inheritance Games. Cannot wait. Do you have your copy yet? Could not be more excited. Not yet, no. I went and I have, got it at my local independent bookstore the day yeah. it came out, and there was one copy, and I snatched it, and I said to the bookseller, I was like, is this the only copy you have? And Kevin, because I know their names, was like, yes, it is. And I was like, oh, I got here just in time. I got here just in <laughs> the nick of time. So it came out, I think, on a Tuesday, if I'm remembering correctly, and mm-hmm. I went to my indie on Saturday, and they didn't have them in yet. It was too late. So I was going to – they weren't there yet. So. Oh, Okay they weren't sold out they just hadn't gotten them yet so anyway i'm gonna go back this coming saturday they said they would probably have them in by then so well that is a good note the uh supply pipeline is bad right now yeah is that is that a covid thing that is related to like covid it's related to so many different things um what is the phrase i'm looking for it's not the supply pipeline the you know i'm talking about chain supply chain supply chain yes is deeply messed up like with everything and it's just gonna get worse throughout the year like warehouses are empty boats are stuck lined up at docks with things on them like writers have had to push back release dates of their launches because books their their books are all stuck at sea on nancy drew ships i was gonna say like very on the nose very on the nose so um words of advice for those of you looking to specifically buy books but also really everything the holidays are going to be a disaster um oh that's a good point order Order things now and uh specifically books and books like bookstores are struggling with this super bad so um 
you can pre-order things. I would do that if there are books that you want. Also, audiobooks don't have to go on a boat. You can have them True. on your phone immediately. So, uh, anyway. Good good point, though. I hadn't even thought about Christmas. Like, yeah, like I, it's still a thousand degrees out, so I still like, think it's July, but it's not. Prepare thyself, because the, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Everything's stuck on boats. The end. End of rant. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> well, maybe I'll go try to get my book earlier this week then i don't want to so this is exactly what happened to me with the inheritance games which is i like waited until you know two weeks before to try to get it and it was sold out on amazon yeah and so so i listened to the audiobook which was great but like yeah i i read faster than i listen i think that like once the bookstore gets it they're in the berries it's just like the books can't get to the places yeah so good tip yeah um so, hey, pals out there, this is a long episode today, but um, if you do us a solid, please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes, if, and please tell a friend, and we're on Instagram, we have a Facebook, we're, we never, we don't Facebook, so. I was like, do we, I, I think we've given yeah, up I, on like, Facebook. I haven't even updated it for, like, since we started, but. I forgot um, it exists. Yeah, we're in. Yeah, we should probably just leave that, but we're on Instagram at It's a Clue Podcast, and yeah, if you would review us and tell a friend, we would, we're like, we're creeping up on 300 followers on Instagram, and like... I think we should do, uh, let's do this. So you all have seen the, like, super epic uh, Tumblr that I gave to Kelly for her birthday. Mm. I think we should do a giveaway when we get to, like, 500 (gasps) followers. Yes! I think we should, like, give away some It's a Clue swag, if... If that is of interest to people. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great idea. Great. Okay, cool. I mean, well, you know, it's, I mean, it says it has our logo on it, but it also keeps your beverage cold. So for a very long time, apparently. Yeah, a very long time from three to four o'clock while I waited for, for the actual recording time to start for our podcast. <laughs> uh, well, Karen, do you have any um, final revelations to leave with us today? I do. And I don't know if there's so much words of wisdom as just something to keep in mind. Always. For your personal survivor. Remember what we learned today in Nancy Drew in the mystery of the brass bound trunk. Mm-hmm. When you see a meteor heading towards your boat in flames, duck and cover. There's literally nothing else you can do. <laughs> Fair point. Yep. That's, Fair that's point. it. That's it. Duck and cover, man. Uh, if you if you got them, smoke them. Like that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, and with that, happy, happy sleuthing. sleuthing. <laughs> perfect. If you got them, smoke them. It's a clue is hosted by Kelly Biscopink and Karen Farmer. Our logo is designed by Courtney Kyle. You can find her on social media at I am Courtney Kyle. The It's a Clue theme song was written and recorded by Danny W. You can find her on Facebook at Danny W Music. Audio engineering is graciously done by our friend Mark Goodlow. It-